Good morning, everyone. Um, let's get started with our devotional. Um, but first, let's do a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for waking us up this morning, putting us on our feet. We thank you for the strength in our body, Father God. We thank you for never leaving us or forsaking us. Father God, as we as we partake in the devotional, whether we're reading it or hearing it, Father God, we ask you to bless our lives. We ask you to help us to apply it to our lives and, and do better and change the way we we handle things. Father God, we ask you right now to give us understanding in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Verse of the day, Proverbs 2, 4, and 5 through 5. And if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Topic, a healthy fear of God. Affirmations. I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I'm willing to allow God in and to change me. I am focused on God. God is working on me. I'm following God's will. Fear of God starts the moment we realize that he has the power over everything. And what happens today is a lot of people don't believe that God has the power. For some reason, people think that man has the power or that it's all done by their by themselves. And they take the scriptures and they turn it and twist it to, to what they want instead of what God means for it. A lot of people, the devil has blinded and confused. They assume what they believe trumps the truth, and it doesn't. God has the power of the mere wind blowing. He has the power to change the weather and change moments in our lives. We can sit here and deny it and claim it has to be another power or a bigger one out, bigger one, all we, we want. But because of free will, we have that ability to think this way. We will be lying to ourselves when we allow ourselves to stay in the state of confusion. The Lord doesn't want us to be afraid of him. He, he doesn't want us to be shaking when we speak to him. But God wants us to acknowledge his power and know that everything begins and ends with him. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, Revelation 22 and 13. In this book of, of Job, it tells, tells this, and he said to man, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to turn away from the evil understanding. When we have the fear of God, we will be hesitant to sin, hesitant to feed our flesh, hesitant to say an unkind word, hesitant to break someone's spirit with our words. We, we would do the latter, but it has to be the acknowledgement and the fear of God there. If we don't acknowledge someone when they enter a room, we have no respect for them. And when we respect someone and we are eager to talk to them, we will speak to them, right? Just like us, if we don't acknowledge that we are always in his presence and that he's always there, we will always do what we want. We have to try to do the opposite of what our flesh wants at all times, which is denying our flesh and surrendering our mind to God. God is calling people that acknowledge, knowledge and fears him. Do you acknowledge that he's there? Do you know that whatever we do, he sees and hears us? If you do, then then know that when we indulge in the unrighteous things, he's right there watching us. And we must start now with changing the way we view our outlook on God. We must have fear and know that he is God. Matthews 10 and 28. And do not fear those who kill the body, but, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both 
soul and body in hell. Some of us fear more of others and humans, the IRS, bosses, jobs, schools, the law, than we do God. These people can change your life, yes. They can maybe harm you, then can do whatever they want, but, but they can't do anything to your soul. But the one that, that can place us in hell and can destroy our soul, we pay no attention to. We give disrespect or fear to people we see and none to a God we can't see. So we place these people over God and we, we shouldn't. We can't worry about what people can do. We must look at what God can do. When my father used to come into the room, I wasn't fearful of him, but I feared him because I respect him and I knew whatever I needed came through him. And I have so much respect for him because of that. That's just like God. When we talk about God and we read his word, we must understand that everything must come through the Holy Spirit first before it comes to us. Everything must filter through him before it trickles down to us in our life. We must learn to fear God and learn to respect him and stop mocking him. Today, if you if your fear is in a situation or a person, don't allow that to conduct you and control you. Let go of that type of fear and place your understanding in God and seek him like you would silver or a new show on Netflix. Search for him and the fear that you do feel. Let that fear be towards God that can change everything in your life by just words. His words can change anything and everything. God is our maker. He knows it, knows he knows it better than he knows us better than you think. Don't allow how people view God to change your, your love and perspective of God. Allow your love to grow deeper and healthier towards him daily. Prayer. Heavenly Father, help us not to change our love for you. Help us to grow deeper with your love, our love for you. Lord, we want to develop this ongoing healthy relationship with you, but we are scared. We want to give more into our relationship with you, but we don't know what to do sometimes. But, but continue to show us every day. Father, we bind the spirit of confusion and rebellion. We bind any ties we shouldn't have. Lord, we ask today that you help us to be better, to grow to love and be more compassionate and loving. Lord, forgive us if we have done anything that's not of you. Forgive us if we haven't respected you by the way we should. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Topic today, healthy fear in God. If before I get started, let me take a sip of water. Sorry. Healthy fear of God. In today's society, people don't fear God. People mock him with their songs. They mock him by dressing like him and parading down the, the towns with these outfits on or these say they little words and they don't care. I seen just yesterday on YouTube, this woman was doing a stand-up comedy and she was mocking God. And then I think within five minutes, the words left her mouth. She stumbled to the left and she looked at, her, at everyone with this look on her face. And she passed out and died immediately. I'm not saying God's going to kill everyone that mocks him. But we shouldn't mock God. We shouldn't be a people that, that's not afraid. And a lot of us don't have fear of what we're doing in our life, even the sin that we commit, because we don't have a respectful fear of God, that he's our maker, that he's He's the reason why we're breathing. The first thing my mother taught me was that you're breathing and moving when you get up in the morning because of him, so pay, so pay respect to him. 
when you don't respect someone, you don't pay no reverence to them. You ignore their presence. You ignore them when they come in. I always think when you enter a room, you should say hello to someone because it's showing respect to that person. It's being friendly. But when we enter into a room, the first thing we do or we enter uh, the presence of God or we don't acknowledge that he's there. We don't acknowledge that when we enter a room, he's there. Not saying you have to respect him and see him and say hi, like, hey, how you doing? But I know I do. I say, hello, hello, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome into my room, Holy Spirit. I pay reference to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is my guide. I make sure he's comfortable. I welcome him into my room because I respect him. And I be careful what I say and do. It's just like a boss coming into your office or into your area. You're going to do everything right because you know that boss can fire you. You know that boss can write you up, but we don't have respect to know that God sees everything. He sees the little sneaky things we secretly do that no one else do. He hears the conversations that we, we talk about, even though no one else do. He is a God that sees and can do anything. And we must start respect him. I was just talking to someone yesterday and we was talking about how people just go on doing sin they they just keep sinning and sinning and sinning and i said the problem is we as christians are believers we are beginning to look like the world we begin to do the things of the world so how can they respect god when we don't respect god when we look exactly like the world we compromise for the world we say it's okay to certain laws that goes on, or we say it's okay for certain things to go on in our presence because we're trying to respect others. But what about respect for God? Because when we start respecting others, we lose more respect for God. You can think you're not compromising, but you are. When you give more respect for someone that's in a room that cannot put you in a heaven and a hell, more so than a God that sees everything, that places angels around your bed while you sleep, that fixes out situations while you're sleeping. And while you're yet not doing the right things, he still do what he needs to do. He takes care of us. He's a provider. And he loves us. So how do we begin to have this healthy respect for God? One, by acknowledging that his presence is all-knowing and all-seeing. Second, we read our word and we apply it to our life. And we allow the Holy Spirit to, to lead us and not our flesh. Three, we fast and pray and we communicate with God day and night. We don't let the words, the words of the meditation, or the, the words of the, of the commandments leave our mouth. We apply it. See, I can have a headache. I can go to the store and buy Advils. It's right on the shelf. I can buy it, go to Walgreens, buy it, pay eight bucks, go home, lay it on the counter. That's not going to help my headache as long as it's sitting on the counter. But the moment I open the, the Advil and I get some water, I take it 30 to a minute, 30 minutes to an hour, my headache's gone, right? We can't expect the word of God to help us through our stressful moments, help us through our anxiety, battle spiritual warfare without opening the word of God. We must open the word of God to be able to fight. We can't put on the armor of God fully if we don't open our Bible and apply it. In order to do these things, it all starts with respect of God, that I need this, that I need God. 
But if you have no acknowledgement that you need God, then why would you do it? We have to start putting him first in everything. Let's go on our first reference verse today. If you have your Bible, go to Psalms 33. Verse 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world reverence him. It goes back to what I was saying other, earlier. Is that people on the earth, let them, let them fear the Lord. But no one on the earth fears them. There's very few people that actually has a decent respectful, healthy fear for God. And I mean healthy by you're not so scared where you feel like you can't speak. Are you too scared to to talk to him? Are you too scared to do anything because you fear, fear that he's going to hurt you? No. God wants us to know that I am the provider of everything and that what we need to do is lean on him. He wants to have a, a healthy fear that we know that in an instant with just a snap of his fingers or by words, he can end our life. He can change the outcome of our life. It's a healthy fear. But some of us don't even have a healthy fear. The world doesn't have a healthy fear. The world mocks and the world laughs and the world takes our Bibles and takes our scriptures and they turn it. And he questions why. And usually the why behind the questions usually an insult. And no, God doesn't want us to fight our fight his battles if someone don't believe in mocking him. No, he, he doesn't want that. It says it in the word that he wants peace with all men. And that he's not the author of confusion. So when people mock God, don't try to defend him. No. When people come against your, your, your religion, yes. Just quote the scriptures. Yes. Make sure you know what you're talking about, but you're not going to be able to battle or say, have a decent debate with anyone if you don't even know what's in the board. Oh, I'm going to fight for God today. This debate won't happen. That's what people say. But what verse are you going to pull up? Do you even know what songs is yet? Do you, do you know what David did to make God angry with him one day? He did it twice, maybe even three times. Do you know where Matthews is yet? See, these electronic devices are great to have, but if someone passed you a Bible, an authentic page Bible, can you flip through it? Can you go to where Moses was met the Lord in a burning bush? Or can you go where Peter had so much anointing on him where people were laying in his shadow? Do you know where that's yet? We must be prepared to be able to battle a healthy debate. But God's word says don't cause confusion. His word says be peaceful. His word says treat others the way you want to be treated. Let's go on to our second reference verse. Go to Proverbs 14. Sorry, I typed in the wrong one. Go to verse 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. When we have the fear of the Lord, our life becomes filled with life. It comes filled with light. 
because we are understanding that the that the Lord is in control of everything. And when we do this, it turns us from the snares of death of going to hell. When we give our lives to God and we say, okay, God is the almighty God. He's the one true God. I'm giving my life to him. We are turning away from the snares of death. We're turning away from antics. We're turning away from our flesh. We're turning away from the devil. And we're realizing that our reverence should be towards God. Not in towards people, not towards things, not towards our pastor. And it's okay to have respect for these people, but don't put them above God. If God says, hey, don't go this direction and someone else say you need to go this way. No, say God told me I can't do that. A lot of times I tell people, well, God doesn't have me doing that right now. Not in my season in my life. And people don't understand that because I take great, great reverence of, of God. And I respect his will for my life. And a lot of people don't do that because they feel like this is their life. You only got one life to live. YOLO. That's that's what people are saying nowadays. Only got one life to live. I'm not going to do it bald down. I'm going to YOLO. I'm going to do me, do me. You can do yourself all the way to hell. You can go straight to hell following the antics of your flesh, following the antics of other people and allowing the devil to use your flesh to get you straight there because you want to do you so much that you decide not to pick the Bible up. You want to do you so much that you think the Bible is born. You want to do you so much where you don't get on your knees. Stop saying that I want to do what I want to do and that I want to do me. Stop. Stop right now because it's heading straight there. Yes, do what you want to do with your life because we all have free will. Don't do it because Lou said, oh, God doesn't like this. No, do it because you know that in your heart, the way you're living your life, according to the flesh, it's wrong. Don't ever do it because I said that is wrong. Don't ever do it because I made you feel guilty. No, do it because you feel guilt of what your life is going towards. You feel guilt that you pay no respect to the man upstairs. That you feel guilt that you don't open your word and spend time with him. But you ask him for everything under the sun. It amazes me how people, they never read the word. They never talk to God. And they're the first ones to say, well, God doesn't hear me. Do you hear him? Do you read your word? Better yet, do you fear him? We have to stop looking at, oh, woe is me and start looking at God because it's not about us. It's about our relationship with God and getting to heaven. And sometimes in life, and this is going to be hard to say, and this could be hard for some people to say, sometimes in life we have to say, it's not about me. And even though I desire to be there or I desire to do this with my flesh, is that doing, is that going there is going to help me get to heaven? Is that going to draw me near to God? That's why temptation is so strong. I'm not just talking about sexual temptation. Addictions. Uh, wanting to do what we want to do against God's will. These things are so strong because it's meant to pull us away. It's meant to cause a diversion for us to be away from God. And we don't see that. And we don't understand that the enemy does this for us to be away from God and to lose more respect for God. Like, oh, I got away with it. I did this. I got away with it. You got away with it for a time and a season. And for you not to have the reverence that I got away with it and God seen it all. We have to start having a healthy fear for God. Let's go on to our next 
in the last reference, Deuteronomy 10 and 12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. This is all God wanted Israelites to do. And that's that's honestly what he wants us to do. To be obedient, to walk in obedience. Walking in obedience is doing what his word and his will says for your life. What he might ask me to do might be really different than what he asked you to do. But he's asking everyone to walk in obedience. He's asking people to love him. Love him. If we love him, we do what he says. It says in the world, if you love me, you do what I says. But we honor him where our mouth, our heart is far from him. So you don't love someone. Anyone can say, I love you. I have realized that. And we as adults, we have realized that people can say, I love you. And they do not. They're with you only because of something you have, or some people are with you just because you bring comfort to a level comfort of their lives. But God wants you to truly love him by what you say and it's in your heart and you do it by your actions. Okay. Even says to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Serve the God. Praise God. Worship God. At my job about 1230, you couldn't get me on the phone or get me to do anything because at 1230, I'm going back there to to um, my secret place and I'm praying. I want to get home. I'm worshiping God because I want him to know I love him. I want him to know thank you for saving my soul. But people, I realize, don't want to spend time with God because they're like, well, it's taking up my time. I'm kind of busy. And they laugh. They're like, <laughs> I kind of read my Bible. It's not funny. <laughs> I kind of pray. Excellent the other day. I said, do you have a Bible? Because I want to get into the thing of passing out Bibles. So I want to buy a bunch of really cheap Bibles, like from the Goodwill or from different places, and start passing them out, you know, to people that don't have it. And I asked the, the young lady, I said, do you have a Bible? She laughed. She said, uh, yeah. I said, why are you laughing? She said, she said, I don't really use the Bible that much. Just like that. I said, what do you mean you don't use the Bible that much? She said, well, you know, um, she said, I just don't really have a lot of time. You have to make time. Do you, you think that our flesh wants to sit down? You think our flesh wants to, to read our word? It doesn't. It, it really doesn't. My body right now don't even want to do this podcast, but guess what? I'm defeating the flesh by making it do it. I defeat the flesh when I pray. I defeat the flesh when I read my word. We have to defeat the flesh, kill the flesh when we read and apply the word to our life. The flesh isn't going to die just by us saying, okay, I love God. Okay, we have to do more, which is reading and, and, and developing a relationship with him. If you can't do that and you don't know how, that's why these the Holy Spirit have had me to create these podcasts for us to for me to teach people how to develop a relationship with God because I noticed that's one thing that the Holy Spirit brought to my attention that that's one thing people are lacking is a relationship with Him. They don't know how. It's almost like a relationship. You, you, if you cheat on this person, you have no fear of losing this person. You have no fear of not being with this person. This person being your life, but when you 
have a little bit of fear in your life. You, you have a little more trust, a little more respect for this person. You won't cheat. You won't do things that, that's flirty and do things to a level that's a level of cheating, right? We must do the same with God. We, we must learn that with our walk with him, we have to start having a respect level and a decent, healthy level of fear. Because God is real. Whether you want to believe it or not, I, I send devotions to the jails and prisons. And I don't never get any letters back because, you know, they can't write me and that that's fine. And everyone in prison and jail is not a bad person. It's people that's outside of jails and prisons that are sometimes bad. And those people, they take their time and they read the word and people are like, well, that's all they have is time. You have time too. You have just as much as time as they do. But it's, it's the thing that before you go to bed, instead of watching TV, open your Bible. Instead of watching TV, pray. We have to learn how to carve that time out for him. But where is your fear level with God? Do you fear that he would change your life by the snap of the fingers? People used to say this. I'm going to close. That what happened to the God in the Israelite days versus the God now? Because this God now has mercy and grace for you. You don't want that God back then. It's the same God. Just now we have grace and mercy because if we were serving, if God was being the person, the God that he was then, some of us wouldn't even be alive. Some of us wouldn't even be walking and talking. But God created grace and mercy because he's seen that everything the people then did, they fail because he was doing it in their own strength. We don't have to anymore. We have grace and mercy that's given to us every day. And we should be thankful that he did this for us. I pray you all enjoyed the devotional. I certainly did. Um, a lot of people don't like talking about the fear of the Lord because it's a heavy topic. And yes, it is. But it's mandatory that we talk about it. It's mandatory that we go ahead and start that right now before we start our day or start our life with guys that we have to have fear of him. And we have to know that he loves us. Okay. Remember that Jesus loves us and that he cares for us. And I love you too. Have a blessed day.